John Kane, and this is Resistance Radio. I want to thank you for joining me. And uh, look, I got a, I got a, I don't know, am I welcoming Reggie back? Am I congratulating him on all his years of service? Uh, it just seems like I haven't, uh, you know, we haven't caught up in it's a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the air, and I'm glad to be here to uh, welcome you back on your, uh, I guess, your second week? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, and it's been it's been a busy week. Um, I, uh, I also got a chance to do an Indigenous People's Day program on Monday. Uh, so I've heard. Show with some callers, and that was, uh, was kind of cool. Uh, and that show was live both in New York and in Washington, and I almost never do that. So that was wow. Uh, and Michael G had me on for Living for the City. We talked about the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, book mm, and movie, okay. and what may be some clear distinctions between the two. Um, I will. Do, I'll say it again. I encourage people to go see the movie. I think it opens on uh, October twentieth, so it's coming right up. Right. I encourage people to see the movie because it'll probably be for many your first taste of what the Osage murders were really about. And the caution that I have is that you have to remember it's a movie. It's not a documentary. The book is a documentary. The book is is a piece of journalism. It's not a piece of fiction. But the movie, you have to remember that when they adapt a movie based on a real story, almost all of the, um, the dialogue is made up. I mean, none of it is coming from. It, it, you know, they didn't have all this this dialogue documented, so they have to write a script. They have to write all the dialogue. They have to do their character development because when you base a movie just on on a book that is you know that is factual, you're not getting into the personalities other than what you can ascertain from their action from their actions. And you know, when I when I looked at the trailers and even some I heard from some of the interviews. It sounded like these guys were really trying to do more character development with the murderers because they're being played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, right, right, right. these very fine actors, than they are with, uh, with the kind of the unknowns, the, ones, the native people who are being murdered and that kind of stuff. So I think I caution people not to feel too sympathetic or conflicted over the characters. I mean, I, think, I heard Scorsese himself say that he was drawn to the film because of the, the love and friendship that existed in the midst of murder and theft. Well, it's not love and friendship if you are you know, killing your wife and stealing her, uh, her, your family's oil. I mean, her Friends family's like oil. That, huh? That's not love and that's not friendship. So um, <laughs> I have to caution people over it. Please see the movie. But look, if you go see the movie and you're intrigued by what you see, if you haven't already... Please go buy the book. The book is by David Grant. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. And the subtitles, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. I Look, I, I literally beg you to, to read the book and not rely on the movie as your sole source of information relating to the, the Osage murders. And that's what I got. Michael invited me on, and we talked about it, and it was, and it was great to catch up with, uh, cool. with my cool. old buddy there, too. So uh, 
And and now this is my third time this week that I'm on WBA. Oh my goodness, so a third time! They, wow, they take me what, out for what's five happening weeks here? And then they, uh, give me three what days. is going on here? It's an abundance of John Kane happening throughout the airwaves of WBAI and WPFW. What's going on with that? <laughs> Who knew? Right? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? All right, now look, I got to talk about. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pull on my headphones so I, so I can hear a little better. Reg, I want you to participate in this conversation. Okay, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If you kill people, if you um, displace people from their homelands, if you oppress people in the name of your religion, either you suck or your religion does. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, <laughs> either you suck or your religion sucks. And, and look, I know people who are Muslim. I know people who are Jewish. And I know people who are Christian. I don't endorse any of those religions, but I know people that are, you know, they're friends of mine. I mean, I, look, I had, I, I, I had a woman who was a staunch advocate from Cambridge, New York, in my battle over the mascot issue, and she's she's a practicing, uh, you know, Jewish American. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, I have been following this conflict between Palestine uh, and, and Israel, or really between Israel and Palestine you know, for most of my adult life. And, mm -hmm. and look, when I see the lands that have been occupied and taken, uh, colonized, I mean, look, when you look at what Israel has done to Palestine and Palestinians, it's like a microcosm of what Native people experienced at the hands of, uh, of the Christian nation of the United States. I mean, so... Mm -hmm. If you're using your religion to justify oppressing people and taking their lands or killing killing them, there's something really wrong. And and if your religion is really endorsing that, there's something really wrong with your religion. Now, I hear people say all the time, "Oh, the doctrine of Christian discovery that wasn't really Christian." Well, I don't know what it was, but it says Christian right in it, <laughs> and and the Vatican and the popes and. All the Christian nations of Europe were, were, were using it as justification for killing Native people, for enslaving Native people, and, and Africa. Let's, let's be clear. The Doctrine of Christian yeah. Discovery was not just about the Western Hemisphere. It was about Africa. It starts with Africa. So if you're doing this all because you've got some sort of religious sanction, or not even just sanction and approval, but, but it's being advocated by the heads of your religion. I mean, it's real easy for the United States to say, well, we condemn theocracies when they're talking about Islamic states. Of course. But what the hell is Israel? I mean, isn't Israel a theocracy? Uh, didn't they say Jewish state all the time? Uh, that's pretty much what they say. And, and Okay, I'm, so... And I'm pretty sure that if you're not Jewish, you have a hard time asserting real citizenship in Israel. I mean, well, if you can at all. It's, it's really, would, really difficult. I would go even further than that. I say that not only if you're non-Jewish, but particularly if you're non-white and Jewish. Oh, that's because, true. <laughs> because there's plenty of there's plenty of Jewish people who happen to be of color, who happen to be black, who happen to come from Ethiopia. There's a contingent that is originally from Chicago, but back uh, from the uh, mid 1970s, and they are giving horror stories how the treatment that they receive, and they have to. Uh, uh, always have to uh, deliver their bona fides when it comes to being Jewish, but it, it but what it goes to show you their perspective of what Judaism is, 
it's a little bit more of the Zionist aspect of it, you know, and, and we do have to make certain things clear about the difference between Judaism and Zionism. And a lot of the people that talks about Judaism at the time when it comes to religion, it's really they're talking about Zionism and it's talking about a white supremacist form of ideology that is acceptable, you know, from the United States as well as the EU. And, you know, and it just shows you that here, so-called people that were supposedly been uh, relatives to or related to people who were oppressed in Europe is doing the same thing to people who had nothing to do with the thing that has been called the Holocaust. It is ridiculous. No, it's it, absolutely it, ridiculous. It, it was it was Christians that were uh, committing the Holocaust, wasn't it? Hello. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, some of the stuff, the, the level of absurdity. And look, I want to be clear. I condemn um, any jihads. <laughs> you know, I I condemn any violence. I I think war in the name of your religion is wrong. I think right. I think war is wrong. I mean, defending right. yourself is one thing, but look, if you're continually oppressing a people, if you've locked them in, uh, if you like put them on a reservation where they could not come off that reservation without explicit mm -hmm. permission, I know something about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's, it rings a little familiar to me. And you know what? I'm sorry. How do you call it a war? If you've got people penned up in an open-air prison, isn't that a little bit like shooting fish in a barrel or prisoners in Attica or something? I mean, isn't this a little bit, you know, is this a war, really? A war. I mean, like, you, you know, and, 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 and we, we had discussions like this before. And, and it's always you have to pay attention to the language that's being touted out. It seems like when they're saying that uh, we're at war or we're in battle with the, as if things are equal on each side, as if uh, somehow the Palestinian uh, Authority are recognized by the UN and they have a military and they have a sovereign state, which it isn't. No, it, it they're they're well. Uh, they're let's, let's, let's talk about that UN. Yeah, is didn't the UN condemn? Israel going into these uh, these occupied territories and expanding. Uh, is, isn't there a specific UN resolution there uh, forbidding is. it? Is, so isn't there isn't is. it Israel that stands in stark violation of UN protocols today as we talk? There is, and yet, <coughs> who does the United States support? And 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 not and look, let just because I think people lose a little context here. First off, Israel is smaller than Vermont. Mm -hmm. If Israel were a U.S. state, which it almost is, it would be the third smallest state in the United States. Um, it gets almost $4 billion a year, primarily in military aid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this you are literally arming somebody to the teeth as they use those weapons, as they use their military aggression against an occupied people of people that they, where they've occupied their lands and they continue to violate international sanctions, inter international right. um, resolutions on expansion of, uh, of the Israel, Israeli state. I mean, it's... So, look, and so it's real easy for me to look at Israel as the colonizer. 
It's almost like those people came from Europe or something. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, just to add on what you're saying, John, is like, yeah, no one is hoping or wishing or celebrating the deaths of people that died in that festival because the death of anything, uh, you know, multiple people dying at times, you know, it's a horrible thing. But as you have just said, let's put this thing into context because if for those people, I think roughly about 1,200 people that died during during that festival or during that time. You know, hey, a week before any of this stuff was happening, 800 people died, okay, based on uh, Israeli soldiers shooting, I mean, really, literally like fish in a barrel, as you have just said, because Gaza itself is an open-air prison that inhabits over two and a half million people, and half of that population is children. Well, and I remember a few years back, I mean, the um, um, the Haudenosaunee, the, the Iroquois nationals went to Israel to play lacrosse, and I was, mm-hmm. I was livid over that. I mean, because it was at that same time that some of these nations were going to Israel to play lacrosse, that there was a major conflict where there was repeated, repeatedly Palestinians were being shot through the fence. For, as, and they said, well, well they, they had a rock. They had a <laughs> rock in their hand. So, I mean, there were journalists that were shot. I mean, it is the level of disproportionate uh, aggression. And, and look, and I'm not saying, oh, hooray for Hamas, they finally struck no, back. No, that's I'm not, not I'm even not, the point. I'm not saying that. That's and, not you know, the point. But I, I got to say, you know, you, you keep, you know, you keep violating a people and this is what you breed. I mean, if you, if you promote aggression, you get aggression. I mean, you know, I know, look, the, the thought is if you can demonstrate overwhelming strength that you can somehow beat people into submission. Well... You know, I think people can only take so much. And and look, and I think what... 75 what, years, I think. Yeah, there's a breaking point. And I think what Hamas did, um, you know, really placed, you know, the, the Palestinian people in real jeopardy and real peril. And and I think that's unfortunate. But, but you know what? They wouldn't be in as much peril if all of these European nations in the United States weren't just feeding this, the, this fire. If they weren't, you know, feeding Israel and, and, you know, patting them on the back and say, you know, you go for it. You wipe them out. Enabling I mean, bad behavior. Yeah. And, and, and of course, again, almost $4 billion in, in financial aid, primarily weaponry. And, and mm-hmm. you, you, you've got a dysfunctional U.S. government that, that now is all of a sudden feeling like, geez, maybe we shouldn't be so dysfunctional. How, we, how are we going to go to bat for Israel? You know, they're, they're like us. They're colonizers just like us. <laughs> You know, how are we going to go to bat for them when we can't even uh, pick a majority leader in the, in the House of Representatives? I mean, look, <laughs> I, it was ironic for me to do an Indigenous People's Day program while Indigenous people were being massacred, albeit in somewhat of a retaliation, but a disproportionate <laughs> retaliation. Right, right. Uh, indigenous people were being massacred in Palestine. I mean, it's... And, and I don't even... Uh, you know, honestly, uh, and this might be my own ignorance. I don't know how, when I look at a map, I don't know what's Palestine and what's Israel. Because Israel's drawing lines that most nations will not formally recognize. I right. mean, I heard NPR talking about Israel proper. Well, what the hell is Israel proper? I mean, uh, I, I, mean I don't even, I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. I mean, it's, 
again, we're talking about an entire region. This Israel, including what is called Palestine, is only is is less than the size of Vermont or or New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's you know, and it's the population isn't much greater than Long Island. Well, 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 if you're just talking about Gaza on its own, you know, because that's two and a half million people. If we're just talking about the Palestinian people that live in Gaza, okay, because over at the West Bank, you you got like another roughly three, four million people over there. Yeah. Uh, more or less, but... Well, yeah. and it's hard to even figure out the populations because if you try right. to look it up, they're going to give you the, the population of the state of Israel... Which right. doesn't include half of the, you know, because those other people are not considered Israeli citizens. Um, yeah, they're very, in limbo. Very, very few, I think there's only, I think less than, I, I think it's you know, less than a percent or only maybe 2% of the Israeli population can claim to be Arab or something like that. And you right. know, it's, it's some, some really right. small percentage. So right. look, I, as a native person, knowing what we have experienced, and, and again, l- let me restate what I started the show with. If you are killing people, stealing land, occupying land, and oppressing mm-hmm. people in the name of your religion, whether it's mm-hmm. Christianity, the way the United States and all of Europe has done, mm-hmm. or whether it's um, uh, Islam in the name of some of these countries that, uh, that have been just ravaging uh, you know, continents like Africa in particular, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or, or if it's, uh, or if it's <clears throat> Israel trying to justify their aggression because... because you know, they look a little bit like a turd in a punch bowl sitting in the little Middle East. Uh, uh, yeah, really. I mean, really? so, um, and I'm not calling them a turd. I'm just saying they kind of stand out. But uh, No, no, no. I, I, I can't. And, and I want to, look, Native people uh, certainly have our experience with, with Jewish Americans. And ma- much of it is very, very good. I know some great, I mean, there are listeners to this program who participate and who call in. And by the way, I will be taking callers in the second half of the show. Um, uh, they, they call into the show and they participate and by and large, most of the people that I speak to who are Jewish are opposed to the treatment that the Palestinians get from, from Israel. Yeah. And I, and so I, so I caution anybody who is, who is somewhat pro Palestine or pro Palestinian, not to throw every Jewish person under a bus. Absolutely. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was just about to say that. And my problem is with with Israel and some of what what they're doing. Right. Right. But but I gotta tell you, I've seen the violence that has been you know uh, dished out by uh, by Islamic um, you know fanatics, by Ju- uh, by Jewish fanatics who happen to be in office in Israel, and by uh, and by Christian fanatics, and and Christian fanatics aren't just the KKK. It's, oh no! You know, it, you know frankly, oh, it's, no. it's it's the government. I mean, I, I can't ignore the fact. That we talk about what children experience at the hands of this kind of oppression, I, I've always got to bring up residential schools. And I know there are probably some people yeah. listening to this program who think, man, that John Cain's always talking about residential schools. And I'll tell you why. Because it's freaking genocide. Are you? <laughs> there has been close to 10,000 children's bodies that have been discovered with ground-penetrating radar on the Canadian side. And they they barely scratched the surface on checking out the, the lands of those uh, residential schools. Mm-hmm. They haven't even begun that process on the U.S. side. Doesn't matter they got a Native person sitting in the, as the Interior Secretary. She, you know, and I'm not blaming her because the, I mean, this is an unbelievable thing to have to investigate. The fact that your country promoted these 
prison schools for native children. Uh, there were periods of time where 80% of our children had been ripped from our communities and sent mm. to these prison schools for and sometimes hundreds, if not thousands, uh, you know, over a thousand miles away from their homes. Their lands were, were eradicated while they were gone. Their parents oftentimes, uh, you know, would, would have passed on. So you took these children, you, you also adopted them out and put them into foster care, and you did this to children with the, with the plan to kill the Indian and save the man. That's what you said. That's what, that's what the federal government said. That was their policy. Kill the Indian, save the man. Now, they will argue, oh, we only meant kill the Indian within the child. Yeah, well, an awful lot of children died in that process, so I don't know what you really said you mean. But when you use the word kill and, and, and referring to children, that's never a good place to put the word in, uh, in a sentence that involves children. And yet that's what they did. And, and it wasn't just the children who died. I mean, when you talk, it's funny, I don't know any other place when you talk about the alumni of a school that you refer to them as survivors. I mean, you refer to <laughs> survivors of the Jewish Holocaust, but, you know, and you know who has the hardest time when we, when we refer to uh, what we experienced, both with residential schools and all of the other uh, policies of the U.S.? When we call it the American Holocaust or the American Genocide, we get pushback from some of the, from, from Jewish scholars. Of course. Because you of can't course. use that. I mean, it's like, it, for one thing, they didn't invent the word either. I mean, <laughs> that's not what Holocaust it means, you know, essentially death by fire kind of thing. Right, and it's not a trademark. It's I mean, not a trademark. That, it's not a trademark word. I mean, it, you have every right to utilize that word. If you want to use Holocaust, you use Holocaust. If you want to use genocide, you use genocide. I mean, hell, I'm a descendant of people who have been enslaved, and I can have every right to say either of those two words as well. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, Holocaust has become an industry for, for, for the Jewish people. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, worldwide. So, and look, and I'm not even condemning that. I'm just saying that, you know, the pushback we get when we use words like genocide and Holocaust to describe a much longer and, and, and a much bigger atrocity committed to generations. I mean, I mean, five, six, seven generations of Native people. I mean, it's funny. We, we well, it's not funny. We, we put an emphasis on seven generations. But when you mm -hmm. do the math, we had we had a full seven generations that have experienced just the horrors of residential schools, and that was preceded by several more generations of of scalps, uh, scalp bounties, massacres, um, you know, intentional spread of disease, all of that stuff. I mean, so you know, there's a part of me that just gets angry to watch the United States and their drumbeat in support of Israel. Yeah. After, I mean, because of, and, and part of it's personal to me. It, it's personal to me because, I, I, it, because mm -hmm. of what our experience continues mm -hmm. to be. It's just, um, it, it, it's, it's hard. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. And, you know, and, and the media is Very just disheartening. So, I mean, look, I know NPR will throw Palestinian uh, advocates on, on the air, but it's somehow still not balanced. You know, it's, it's not, I mean, for one thing, the, the violence is disproportionate. And, and, right. and, you know, to be clear, and, you know, and Israel is completely unabashed about what their intention is. They, they want right. to crush the Palestinian people. They say they want to just do it to Hamas, but they aren't just bombing no, they Hamas. Want, they, they want total erasure. Exactly. They want erasure. They want erasure. So, I mean, it's, uh, so I, I know that, 
you know, look, it's almost twenty four seven. You're hearing about this on, on other shows, and yeah, and, and maybe maybe there's po- folks that tune into this program who didn't expect me to weigh in, but I'm I'm sorry, I I just feel like I had to because it is too reminiscent of what our history is mm-hmm. at, at the hands of you know you know at the hands of Christians to watch you know uh, uh, another marginalized people have to go through this at the hands of Jewish people uh, in a Jewish state. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I find it I, incredibly frustrating. I wanted to add something to what you was talking about with the NPR thing. And when they ever have uh, people who are Palestinian on those uh, programs, and it really doesn't matter which program, it's just in general. Do you notice that every time they have someone like that. It's almost immediately that they have to denounce or apologize for Hamas, the yep. actions for Hamas. And I'm like saying, why do they have to do that? Why? What, 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 you know, they they unless you know you don't you don't say that to uh, Israeli people who who have murdered and and and, and killed children in not just in uh, uh, Gaza but also in the West Bank. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago in Janine that we was hearing about total uh, erasure of people's homes being wiped out because they were Palestinian because of settlers that was coming in wanted to take over their house. No atrocity, you know, no, 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 no outrage, no vocal, uh, 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 no vocal kind of, uh, of, of upsetment or anything like that. I know upsetment is not a word, but just roll with me on that one. <laughs> but, 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 but no kind of, of vocalized resentment when it comes to that. Yeah, no, no outrage. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. The UN is such an, an, an inept organization. Its structure is, you know, is so bureaucratically, you know, uh, stifling um, that, look, atrocities continue to happen. The, I can't, other than you, the UN being a, you know, a vehicle for delivering aid when it does, it doesn't do anything to maintain peace. I mean, it, it really doesn't. And, and perhaps it can't. I mean, look, if you have people who are this fanatic about their, religious beliefs and they believe i mean if you if you think that you're you're entitled to land because you have some old scrolls that that you say prove you do because god wanted you to have that if you're if your justification is god to do anything that is an atrocity then you better take a better look at your god i mean, yeah. I mean it's so i mean I, I it's hard for me to get get past get past all this stuff and and i so i wanted to i wanted to bring it up during this program yeah Uh, you know i know i've been gone for a while and i realized that look i i am not in any way shape or form trying to alienate any of the the people who listen to the show who happen to be jewish i'm not condemning what your belief system is unless you have subscribed within that belief system that you have the right to kill people or take their land and and this isn't even about whether Jewish people have a right to a nation. I frankly, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I have some problems with the idea of, of theocracies. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, the United States claims they oppose them, but they don't oppose them if they're Christian or if they're, if they're Jewish. Or, and there's only one, right? But if, but mean, if, you, right, have, yeah. if you have a theocracy that's based on some other 
you know, religious belief that's, that's not Jewish or uh, Christian, then the United States, you know, th that's when the United States con condemns it. And so, I mean, I just, I just feel like I had to put that out there. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I wanted to vent a little bit, and this was my opportunity to do it. So, um, look, we're at the bottom of the hour. Let me uh, explain. I am John Kane. This is Resistance Radio. Uh, I've had the great pleasure to have Reggie Johnson joining me um, uh, in this conversation. Uh, I have been off for a while. This is the first chance for Reggie and I to catch up, so I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we are, this is Resistance Radio. Uh, we are on WBAI. But I want to remind people that I do the show on WBAI. I, this show, or a show very much like it, is, is also done on WPFW in, in Washington, and that's on, uh, that's on Fridays at 2 p.m. So if you miss this show, you can catch that one. Or if I'm preempted, you can catch that one. I also, you, you can also catch the show online at, at WBAI.org. I put this show up as a podcast, so you can catch it that way. I also Facebook live stream the show. So some of you who are listening to the show are probably, you know, you're watching the show too. I've got my Idle No More shirt on. For those who aren't watching, I'm wearing my Idle No More shirt and my Make America Native uh, hat. Some of you are pretty familiar with it. So, but, you know, look, you don't have to watch me to, to hear me, but uh, you, you certainly can. And, but there's a lot of different ways to catch the show. I, I do get preempted every, uh, every fourth week. Uh, I, I'm on for three and off the fourth. Every fourth week, I get it would be on WBAI. Uh, and for, for uh, other untold reasons, sometimes I may not be in the air. But I'm doing a show every week. So, and I want to say something here. There's a lot of conversation about this being listener-supported radio, same with WPFW, and how the show relies on listener support. And I think the listeners of this station have been really pressed often and, and hard to support the station. The problem isn't that we, that we don't have listeners who support the station. The problem is we don't have enough listeners. Let, I'm, just be honest about it. We, we don't have enough listeners. We are in one of the largest media markets in the United States, New York City. 10 million people in, uh, within this listening area. And the fact that, that we struggle to maintain or retain listeners um, is almost inexplicable. Because, look, even if, this, even if people think most of the shows, all of the shows, including this show, are somehow not worthy of their listenership, with 10 million people to, you know, uh, available in that pool of possible listeners, we still should be grabbing some of those listeners. Because even if you think you have to have no taste to listen, there's people in New York that don't have any taste, so listen to the program. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, what I'm saying is, please, if you listen to this, sh this show, spread the word. Talk to your friends. And, and don't just talk to them about donating. I mean, yeah, yeah, do that. But I'm more concerned about growing out the listenership because if we had... If we could double our listenership, I think we'd be covering our bills quite fine. If we could triple our listenership, and these aren't unreasonable numbers. So more than anything else, what this station and other Pacific stations need is a greater listenership. So I have to do everything I can to tell you, the listener, to please spread the word. And look, when it comes to my show in particular, you can... Look, you can call me down if you want to. Say, look, you got to listen to this crackpot that WBA has. I don't care why you tell them to listen to me. I mean, <laughs> you can tell them to listen to me because I'm saying some outrageous <laughs> stuff. I don't know. But let people listen, and, and maybe, maybe I'm going to light something up in them. You know, maybe I'm going to make them angry. Maybe they're going to say, 
damn, I've been waiting to hear somebody say that. Or how dare he say that? Whatever the case may be, I'm trying to evoke a certain amount of emotion out of people. I'm not, this isn't shock radio by any, any stretch of the imagination. I'm not up here, uh, you know, I'm not Howard Stern's or, or and I don't think I'm saying anything unreasonable. One of the things I always do say when I'm doing the show, if I say something that just doesn't sound right, please look it up. Look it up. You know, uh, you know verify that. And, and you know what? And when I open up the phone lines, call me up and say, hey, you got this completely wrong. I, I got to tell you, one of the things that uh, happened on Monday is I had two callers calling and they talked to, you know, I mentioned George Washington being the first president of the United States. And I had two callers call and say, well, the first president was black. Um, no, he wasn't. I mean, <laughs> there's some misunderstanding. There was a guy, I'm going to clarify this right now. There was a guy. Continental named, Congress. The guy named John Hanson. And, it, right. and there was another John Hanson who was black who came into American, you know, um, notoriety, I guess. But much later, John Hanson was from like Delaware or something like that. And he was the president of the Congress, the Continental Congress. Right. That's like the vice president being the president of the Senate. You know, this wasn't the president of the United States. This right. was, you know, under the Articles of Confederation, this guy, and he wasn't elected. I mean, and, 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 he, and he wasn't black. So John Hanson, who was the president of the Continental Congress, the Congress, not the United States, the Congress of the United States, um, he, he, was, he was not a black man. So I just wanted to clear that up because I had a couple of callers call me, and I, and I, you know, I'd heard this before, but I never really verified it. I decided to do my own research, and, and it didn't take long to figure out that there's, there's a bit of an identity, um, uh, mis misidentity, I guess, um, going on between a black man named John Hansen and a white man named John Hansen. So I wanted to clear that up. All right, uh, look, we're going to, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Um, so if you want to give a call, and you can talk about what I spoke of here, you want to, if you want to talk about Indigenous Peoples Day or any of the things, look, I've been, I've been pushing back hard on the, the three Long Island school districts that are trying to sue to keep their native mascot or their native name. There's two that are trying to keep their name warriors. There's one that's uh, Massapequa is trying to sue to invalidate the ban that I personally had some stake in and a role in, by the way. Um, so if you want to call about your, your beloved native mascot, um, by all means. And the number is 212-209-2877. Let me say it again. The number is 212-209-2877. That's the number to call. If you want to, look, ask a question, give a, give a comment. You know, you can give me constructive criticism. You can give me ugly criticism, whatever you want to do. I mean, uh, I got thick skin. It's, it's, one of the, it's, it's one of the things in my culture. We're, we're told that if you become a spokesperson of any kind, you've got to have thick skin so you can, you know, withstand the slings and arrows of your critics. So, um, I, again, I invite you to, to, you know, to pick up the phone line. That's 212-209-2877. Uh, uh, and remember, look, if you call into the show, I hope that there's some other means that you are supporting the, the, the station. Whether, again, whether you're helping to bring in listeners. You know what? If you call in, why don't you call your friends later and say, hey, I was on WBAI. Let's check out the archives or let's check out the, the podcast and, and you can hear my comment. I mean, do what you got to do to engage us here at the station in, in, with the show and do what you can to engage others to say, look, you got to listen to this, to the station. You got to check out the show. I mean, he even opens up the, opens up the phone lines and, and invites critics to call in. So uh, again, 
212-209-2877. Reggie, do we have anybody yet? John, we have callers, and they're ready to talk to you. All right. Well, here's the deal, guys. What I want you to do is when we uh, when Reggie goes to you, please let me just give me your first name. I'm not. I'm. This, we're All not, right. We're not trying to to troll you or stalk you, but give me your first well, name. We're not and surveilling. We're, <laughs> we're yeah. not doing any kind of surveilling. I just kind of like, like to know where you, who, what your first name is, so I can refer <laughs> to you by your first name and and where you're calling from. Where, you know, just just generally. You don't have to say give me your your home address. <laughs> just just give me the general the general location <laughs> you're calling from. Because look, I'm hoping that maybe you know I, every once in a while I get a call from Florida, somebody who's listening. On, That's true. online or, or somebody who's listening on Facebook Live. So if they it, feel so comfortable doing yep, that. Yep. Just just let me know who you are and where you're calling from. All right. Caller, uh, okay. you are up first. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, hi. It's Phil from Jackson Heights. Hey, Phil. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Um, I've been listening to WBAI for about 40 years given lots of money, uh, encouraged friends to participate and contribute. Um, and I have to say that your diatribe just passed is one of the most vicious, vile, anti-Semitic diatribes that I've ever heard on WBAI. And I have to tell you that one of the reasons why WBAI has lost funding and listeners is because of their outrageously anti-Semitic uh, content over the last few years. But I have to say that you, you, in this past 15 minutes, have topped them all. And I'm telling you something else, because you're so proud of yourself, and you encourage it. I'm going to do everything in my power to find all of the friends that I have who have given money to WBAI and to ensure that they get not one further time for your vicious anti-Semitic hate. Go to hell! Uh, I guess I, my question is, I didn't condemn Jewish people. I mean, correct, 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 correct me am I wrong. Does, if you condemn Jewish people, isn't that what anti-Semitism is? Well, the thing is, we weren't criticizing Jewish people. We was criticizing the state of Israel. Yeah. And and it's Zionist operations. Yeah. Well, you know, again, he's he's entitled to his opinion and and if he somehow can. Uh, if, if if somehow hearing some of the truth that I spoke of and and again, let me remind people. The reason I even have this conversation is because of the native experience at the hands of of, of Christian fanatics. That's right. that's the reason I, that I even bring that up in this program. <laughs> so, uh if Phil from Jackson Heights is, you know, if you know, again, if if I lose a listener or if WBAI listeners look, and let's be clear here, WBAI WBAI is not responsible for the opinions that I express here. So I mean, we don't do that. You know how sometimes you got to do this disclaimer at the beginning mm -hmm. of the of the show. Uh, we haven't done that. I'm not expressing right. the the WBAI position here. Uh, I'm expressing my opinion, and and Reggie, you and I are having a conversation. But but again, having, if, yes, if if people are angry because. I compare what Israel has done to the Palestinians to what the United States and other European countries have done to indigenous peoples in this one, this hemisphere. If you can't see the similarity, then you're just not paying attention. So I, you know, I, I just, I just got to put it out there. Uh, so thanks for the call, Phil. Uh, thanks for your, I, I said, look, I wanted to 
get people people emotionally involved in the conversation, and, and clearly I did. So. And, 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 and it's worth noting, John, see how gracious you were about saying thank you for your call? You didn't say that you should go to Valhalla or someplace <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, we, I'm just I'm just stating the difference. Yeah. Uh, we, just we, saying. You know, my culture doesn't have that. We we, we don't have hell. Uh, we, don't, we don't we don't have that. So John, I, um, I, I know that. I, I guess I can. That's tell why you, I said that. I could tell you to go. I mean, to someplace. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's go to another caller. Let's see if we can top this one. <laughs> all right, caller, you're up next. What's your name and where you calling from? Why, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Thanks for giving a call. What's uh, what's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my name is Samuel Jackson. I'm in uh, Manhattan, New York. Uh, yeah, I'm the one that talked about the black president. But yep. I'm not talking about him now. But isn't Israel sitting in Africa? I'm sorry, say it again? And I think Israel, Israel is sitting in Africa, around Egypt. And they treat the people there in that country like, like shit. They have to walk several miles around to get to their home. Well, and, and Reggie brought up a good point. Nobody Reggie, talks about nobody talks about that. Well, and Reggie brought up a good point and, because and, there was some clear um, white supremacy that was demonstrated towards black Jewish people who were who have been trying to make Israel their home. That they haven't exactly been been welcomed. So. I'm not surprised with what you're what you're suggesting here either. But, you know, I, again, I want to be clear. I am not condemning people who believe in Judaism. I'm not condemning Jewish people. I have, that, you know, yeah. and, and I hate to do this because it sounds like, oh, I have a black friend. His name is Reggie. No, I don't. It's, it's, <laughs> I, but I do. I have Jewish friends. I mean, uh, so. Um, <laughs> but, but, Some of my best friends are. <laughs> Some of my best friends are named Reggie. No, no, no but I, well, that's a good answer. That's a good answer, though. But, but I, again, I want to. I just, I, I want to. I'm not going to keep my dwelling on the first caller. What is anti-Semitic? Excuse me. What is anti-Semitic? That's what I want to know. Well, anti-Semitic is not holding. Is is not about criticizing the state of Israel. That's not what anti-Semitism is. Anti-Semitism is about being is is about being racist. Anti-Semitism is a foreign person speaking foreign language. Um, look, I, I guess I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I, I don't have the definition of anti-Semitism in front of me, but I'm sure okay. that it has more to look do with being, you know, racist or having or being bigoted towards Jewish people. That's what anti-Semitism. It's about bigotry towards Jewish people, and uh, that's not look, what. Look uh, that's up. not anything look that I've expressed here. Okay, the definition of anti-Semitic is hostile to or prejudiced against Jewish people. There you go. Um, I, no, and, that's, not, that's, not what, that's not what it is. That's what they call it. Well, well whatever. It's, 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 it's what they call it. It's what it is. Samuel, I want, I, want, I want to thank you for calling in. And look, and I thank you for calling in on Monday as well. I mean, uh, you, you gave me a reason to look up um, the, the John Hansen and, and clarify for, for others that, uh, that there is some confusion about that um, uh, and what the position that John Hansen from Delaware, the, um, the white guy, <laughs> with the position that he served in. So I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, it's, it's great to have you calling again. I appreciate it. All right. Reggie, let's, let's keep going with this. Let's, uh, let's try to get All in. All right, let's keep it going. Callers, callers, callers as we can. Caller, you're up next. What's your name and where you're calling from? Okay, so the name is Cruz. Hey, Cruz. I want to emphasize that I'm, I'm Latina, okay? Mm -hmm. John, you're the greatest. Love you. 
love your show, love what you said today, love what you said on Monday. Keep it going. You should actually have two hours and fulfill. Go get therapy, brother. <laughs> okay? Because you've got personal problems going on, seriously. Um, yeah. Don't listen to BAI. Go listen to NPR so you can make yourself feel good and continue living in your fantasy world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm calling also not only to give you moral support, but you shouldn't have to apologize. You're a grown man, okay, and you have a right to state whatever you need to. Too bad. You're not the chosen one over there. Okay, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there is a bill that, um, you know, we as New York residents, because I know people from other places are listening, can uh, ask our assembly people to sponsor. It's um, called Not On Our Dime. And what it is, it's to end the funding of Israeli settlers' violent actions to prohibit nonprofit corporations from engaging in unauthorized support of Israeli settlement activities, allowing for the recovery of civil penalty by state attorney general and creates the private actions of violations from it. This will stop money from being somehow sneaked over to support the displacement of Palestinian people. It will also keep Israeli people, Jewish people, safe, right? Because if you're not pushing people out, they won't be angry at you, okay? Um, and everything will somehow be working. And we won't be supporting, unbeknownst to us, the continued genocide of another people, okay, in another country. <laughs> Yeah. Um, again, the bill's uh, number, if I didn't give it, was A06943-2023. And the assembly person that um, put it out there is uh, Zoran K. Um, Mohammed. Mm -hmm. So, again, I hope, you know, BAI listeners will not only support us, but contact our assembly person to sign on to it, have some courage, stand up for something worthy, be on the right side of history. Thank you, John, for listening to me, and keep it going. Bye. Oh, thanks. And, and uh, look, I don't apologize for anything that I said here. I mean, and I'm not even going to give one of those uh, apologies where I say, I'm apologizing, I'm sorry if you felt that way. No, that's, uh, that's not even an apology. If you, if you tell somebody, I'm sorry you feel that way, that's not saying you're sorry for something you did. That, that, that's, that's one of those things you turn around. <laughs> you know, there was a law, and in fact, I think it's still on the books. There, you could not do certain government contractings, uh, contracting if you didn't uh, uh, attest and assure that you were in, that the Irish Republican Army was not somehow um, uh, benefiting or profiting from, from your business in any way, shape, or form. I mean, so the idea of, of trying to cut... Um, Cut dollars going to uh, to this expansion of occupied territories in Israel. It's not uh, it's it's not um, unprecedented. Um, so I, I think it's it's interesting to you know to put that. One of the things that never gets talked about, and I, I do want to go to another caller, but you know when they say that the United States has sent uh, is sending three point eight billion dollars this year, that's the government, that's taxpayer dollars that that's paying yeah. for that. But there are you know se over seven million. Um, 
Jewish people in the United States. And I got to believe that some of those people are wealthy and that they, too, are taking money from the U.S. economy and supporting Israel. And I'm not saying that's wrong for them to do that. But it's funny. We used to hear all the time about how these immigrants would come to the United States and send the money that they make back to help their families back home in these impoverished nations. And that was said almost like it was condemning them. So if you if you were taking resources from the United States and sending some of that that hard-earned money back to you know Nicaragua or you know or Venezuela, well, that somehow that was or Mexico, that somehow you were you were somehow depriving Americans of uh, of you know, well, of their currency let, or something. But 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 let's not forget, John, those folks that are at the south of the so-called border, they're a little darker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then that certainly does make make a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it shouldn't, but it does. Yeah, yeah. From a U.S. policy standpoint. All mm -hmm. right, let's uh, let's uh, maybe we can get two more callers in if we get if we okay. get to it quick. Let's try to get a couple okay. more callers in. Caller, you're up next. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey John, hey Reggie. My name is Gregory from hey, Long Greg. Island. I suck on the motion about Phil. I think he's under medicated, to tell the truth. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. And as far as the definition of anti-Semitism, uh, you know, that's the adulteration of the definition. The definition actually is a wider and a broader uh, ap um, application to people of Semitic culture. That's does true. does not necessarily mean that's Jewish true. people. Yeah. So, so uh, again, I wanted Phil to be a, a bit objective and uh, kind of balance the scale somewhat and kind of give us a narrative of the murderous, heinous, genocidal acts and atrocities that they have, uh, the state of Israel had exacted upon the Palestinian people. This is a result of occupation and nothing else. Right. I, I agree. Whole, you know, and, and look, the guys exactly. with, with an attitude like Phil are exactly why this kind of violence happens, right? I mean, the, this is the kind of fanaticism and extremism that, that promotes this kind of stuff. And, and for Phil to not understand that as a native person, with the history that I'm aware of that we have endured, they, I mean, I don't know how anybody um, would not expect a native person to have some um, you know, sympathy or apathy or whatever towards, uh, towards the Palestinian struggle. I mean, I don't know. And, and look, and I agree that there are probably many Palestinians who are anti-Semitic, but that's not what I'm promoting. I'm not, pro you know, there may be, yeah, I mean, I can't, right. I, I certainly w won't say that, uh, that I agree with, with the opinion of every, in fact, I don't agree with the opinion of anybody who believes that their religion promotes the idea of killing people for, uh, you know, for their own benefit. So, all right, let's try to get one more caller. Yeah, again, thanks, thanks, Gregory. I appreciate it a lot. I do, I do. Uh, let's try to get one more caller in, Reggie, before we go. Gotta... Oh, there you go. Hey, who's calling? It's my act from the grotto. <laughs> Listen, I do my when act. you change the. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, per the late Wayne Dyer. But listen, uh, it's not a question. James Baldwin explained it's not about your Judaism. It's about your idea of whiteness, okay? And Arthur Kussler in the 13th tribe explains who the, the European Jews are in that um, from the uh, Black Coast, they converted to Judaism. They chose to convert, so they have no history. And if you look at the climate, uh, the climate 
those Jews, uh, that's why they come from Ethiopia. They would have been of a brown skin, like their so-called uh, Yeshua, Jesus. And additionally, if you go to a scholar who wrote in 1910, the Jew, a Negro, okay, you have a different perspective. It's about the whiteness, and you can get away. In fact, Democracy Now!, had on professor from the Palestine Institute of Biodiversity and Sustainability. He said that even the Nazis did not collapse buildings on people or deprive them of water and food. So he has the last word. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. And Reggie, I want to thank you for, um, um, for well, just for, be, for being here with me. I, I appreciate that you are willing to uh, almost co-host the show from time to time. And I, yeah, I, I, you know, anytime. I mean, it's been it was overdue, and I, and I feel that uh, I had a feeling without even talking to you that you was going to go somewhere in a direction like this, and 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 I've and and and, and I know you enough, John, where you're going to go with this, and so I what I'm saying is that I'm riding with you. All right. Well, I, I sure do appreciate it. Uh, I, 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 look. Um, I will be back next week, and we will, uh, you know, we'll we'll pick up whatever, whatever the news drops our way. I mean, you know, I, I realize that when I'm talking about native issues, I do have to plow the same patch of earth over and over again sometimes. And part of it is, look, when I'm talking about the mascot issue, when you realize that you've got your know, three schools in Long Island today, only in this past couple of weeks, that have launched a lawsuit in federal court over the mascot issue. Yeah, I got to bring it up again. You know, so. It, it isn't the same old story. And, and I have, you know, been fighting this mascot issue, you know, across the country. And, but it's not one of those things that, you know, that has my isolated attention. You know, I, I can't help but, but feel strongly about the, uh, uh, whatever reckoning the United States is ever going to have with the res its history of residential schools and its oppression, its genocide against Native people through our children. I can't help but speak out against missing and murdered indigenous women. And of course, when I, and I got to bring it local, the fight that we're having here in the Seneca Nation with the state of New York over the state squeezing the Senecas for its, for its gaming revenue. A, a nation that, that uses that revenue as its sole source of public finance has to be in, engaged in a battle with New York State, a Democratic governor, Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, over, over its own its own operation. I mean, it's some of this stuff is absurd, but you know, and I got to bring this stuff up. I mean, and I know that look, when I condemn a Ruth Bader Ginsburg, some people think I'm attacking uh, that I'm anti-Semitic, anti that I'm anti-woman and I'm anti-liberal. And it's none of those things. I, I, I'm talking about the things that she did and the words that she spoke and the, the opinions she wrote, you know, so I'm going to say, I'm going to call it the way I see it. And, uh, and I, I'm perfectly willing to engage the, you know, the, the Phil Jackson's or the Phil from Jackson Heights uh, um, of the world. Uh, and look, if, if I if I'm on the road to hell, I'll I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I am oh John Caden with Reggie Johnson, and this has been <laughs> Resistance Radio. We'll see you back next week, folks. Yahweh. <laughs>